What's going on? Everybody, you've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. Cartel is still waking up, but he'll be there. He'll get there. He's there. Somewhere there. For those of you who don't know, we are recording a little earlier than normal. And uh, this is uh, this is a cartel's sleep time. You know, he's kind of like a nocturnal being. <laughs> Team, we got a lot of fun and exciting stuff to talk about today. I feel like so much is going on in the sports card hobby. And uh, I think we have to talk about what everyone is talking about right now. And that is the fact that there are a lot of pretty high profile people getting into the hobby. And, um, you know, like people that everyday people would know their names, specifically uh, Drake. For those of you who don't know, Drake has been uh, ripping a ton. And I mean a ton of 2021 flawless. So that is a basketball product. I think they were initially going for about 19,000 a case, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, since Drake jumped in less than a week ago, they are sitting about double right now. I think it's about $40,000 to rip a case of flawless now. So I find that pretty interesting. And um, I mean, I want to shoot the shit a little bit about number one, what this means for the hobby and then number two what this means for the market and then maybe even number three what this means for the average collector so you know as someone who's been here for quite some time have you ever seen something like this before oh that's an interesting question actually now you mentioned that it's the sports card world that is seeing this activity yeah it's you say that it's it's sports cards but we've got uh, we've got Gary V and his animal doodlings, which I'm sure we'll get to. That's true. We've got and then we've got Drake walking in and to a degree treating the the sports card hobby like a casino, which is kind of what he's doing now. One hundred percent. I mean, anytime you come in and you just start buying boxes, and I mean, it's funny because he's chasing one specific card. And if you listen to any of the content that you and I put out, not just with this podcast, but like on a regular basis through, you know, Instagram with you and TikTok with me, you know, one of the most dangerous things you can do when you just jump into the hobby is just start like ripping, just like go buck wild ripping, you know? And he's chasing a triple LeBron James logo, man, which is like a one in like 1 billion (laughs) chance of getting, you know? So what the champagne poppy is doing is tapping into a, a specific element of collecting. So in, in, in that sense, yes, it is the sports card hobby because it's the thrill of the chase. Now, the other thing Drake has going for him is the fact that this is an actual basketball fan who, you know, who is heavily involved with the Raptors at one point, was he not? Still is, still is. Still is. So. Yeah. In that respect, it's a more fun, accessible, and understandable casino in that sense. Um, and a lot of people throw out this concept, why didn't they just buy the cards? Well, because he's tapping into that element of the thrill of breaking, which we've discussed all over the place uh, on, on our podcast. Now you ask, have we ever seen anything similar well, without, without having to go too far back, and I will go far back in a second, um, we, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, have we, we've, we've heard of celebrities dabbling over the past few years, like Logan Paul in the Pokemon realm. Um, as far as sports cards go, uh, can we recall uh, who might have been messing around the last couple of years? We, we've got Phil Hughes, who is a former uh, pitcher from the majors that, runs a very successful business that revolves around breaking. Um, You got to wonder if, is Drake interested to the degree of potentially starting some kind of business? He's probably already got uh, associations and and partnerships going on 
with certain breakers. Uh, I'm a big fan of this theme. Uh, I'm kind of all over the place with this Drake stuff, but I'm a fan of this theme here. Is, is Drake even involved? You, you don't see him during the break. Is this some sort of a gimmick? Uh, that's interesting. We should kind of plug into that a little bit as well. Um, in, in, in the 90s boom, when we first started seeing companies like Fleer and Upper Deck advertising in comic books and in the mainstream, we also had Don West, uh, who's a bit of a personality, a, a pop culture personality himself, selling cards late at night, selling fake autographs, things like that. <clears throat> um, had to. And, and uh, yeah, and uh, Keith Olbermann over on ESPN uh, pumping and presumably dumping his goods as well. Um, you know, these guys are not anywhere on, on the, the cultural level of Drake, right? And and he's just one of these cultural icons that everyone seems to be, you know, no no one no one is reacting too negatively to Drake. And and uh given that he's from Toronto, which is a, a has a big base and hockey card collecting, people aren't gonna be mad at that either. Um but yeah, it's certainly a, as far as the, the 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 level of someone like Drake walking in and wanting to rip high end product, can't recall any sort of um, anything that was similar to that. Um, and then this big reaction from the hobby itself. Yeah, I found the the reaction to be. I mean, I I I knew it was gonna like I didn't know that obviously Drake was gonna jump into the hobby, but like I knew once it did. It's funny, like I told my girlfriend, I, I mean, we found out, you know, probably nine o'clock at night on like a Monday or Tuesday. And uh, I was like, shit's about to like explode. Like it, it, I don't know if we've ever seen something like this before. That's why I had to ask, especially in, in, a, in a time where social media was, you know, where it is today and, and content is so consumable and, you know, you, you mentioned that Drake's going to be on a live and all of a sudden 2000 people show up five minutes later or 10 minutes later. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just kind of crazy how infectious it becomes. And um, just yesterday, um, two pretty prominent people in the TikTok world, uh, Bryce Hall, which don't get me started, and Josh Richards, who the NHL, who the NHL actually brought in to help with marketing. Okay, I know this kid. I didn't know his name. There you uh, go. If you showed me a picture, I'd be able to identify this mob head. So that guy um, that 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 NHL, that NHL hired, he was ripping yesterday with Blaise. So I mean, it's been, it's very early on in terms of like when Drake jumped in, um, but I wonder if that is going to be like a like a like a marker. You know what I mean? Like, is that going to be? And and that's why I ask what the next question. How do we think this is going to impact the market? Because it's, and I'm, uh, give me two seconds to, to completely like unravel this because I'm also trying to, to figure out exactly what direction I want to go with this question. Well, I need five minutes to clear my throat anyway. Perfect. Um, so what direction do we think this, or the market is heading from here? I think that's a, that's a vague question actually. If, yeah, what kind of impact is this going to have on the market? And you know, is it just going to be high end? Um, yeah, I mean, thoughts, opinions. So if, by the way, so uh, I'm glad you mentioned Mophead. I didn't know what he was up to. Uh, um, I, I don't, I, this investment by the NHL. Look, we've also heard that the U.S. government is now um, getting uh, TikTokers involved in their propaganda. So this is not a surprise. And they're going to glom on to some of the, uh, the hot uh, activities. Uh, we are forgetting also Jorge Masvidal. That's right. That's right. Pay-per-view uh, during the press conference, the pre-fight press conference, literally he opened up this briefcase that had a screen in it and just ran. The problem is, I mean, from what I saw of the press conference, he never really said what it was. So there's people watching him turn on breaks and he doesn't mention really what they are. So for the uninformed and uninitiated, they're probably like, what is going on there? They're playing with some cards, but nonetheless, it's them ripping. I'm assuming uh, uh, it's, it's called immaculate. Um, get to the fact that you know i'm a ufc collector i'd love to rip some immaculate but i'm not buying two thousand dollar boxes no uh, much less twenty thousand dollar boxes i thought the i thought the flawless cases were like started out at 11 grand i maybe i i heard 18 but so you're telling yeah. me right now they're close to 40 is that what you're saying 40 
my God, why can't he be ripping some upper deck hockey? Um, because it's too cheap, bro. And I think right. that's, uh, that's, that's like my answer to, yeah. which is crazy. Like, but is it any easier to hit a logo man than it is to hit a high gloss of the best rookie? I don't know. Anyway. No, I agree. But it's all the flex though, right? Like it's, it's all the. To just pull a card that's just cardboard and doesn't have a piece of a, a jersey or. Or, or an autograph or, you know what I mean? Like, like um, what's going to get the most reaction out of, you know, this market? Like imagine this guy comes in and pulls the biggest card we can possibly, like we can yeah, see out of this impressive. set. It's gotta look like he'll own this, like that product almost. You know what I yeah, mean? Like these cards, these cards need to look impressive. These cards uh, that were done up by Carvel. I always found that the, sorry, Car, Carvin. I have Car, I have Carvel ice cream on the brain. What's his name? Kerwin, Kermit. Kermit made some really cool looking cards. The guy from and, Upper Deck? Yeah. Uh, didn't he leave yo i'm pretty sure he just left yeah, he's, eh? he's making he's making cards featuring the weekend and apparently we were really big fans of the weekend <laughs> right we, um, we, we yes. like we like the niche stuff but we're gonna get into the niche the stuff exquisite, the exquisite lebron it is a beautiful card it's a great design um you see a lot of repetitive design in sports cards but that's very iconic um and the logo man's you know it's the nba logo right um, so yeah, we have this, we have this great thing going on. Okay. So it's not just Drake, it's Jorge Masvidal's a lot. Breaking. Yeah. Uh, mob head of the NHL is, is, is breaking, which I'm assuming the kiddies like that and are watching that. Um, so, uh, first and foremost, the people waking up in the morning that are, are, are most exciting and, and most stiff with excitement have to be the breakers. Um, they're going to be cleaning up. Uh, the breakers that are involved are going to be incredibly sketchy fellows that are going to have a windfall that uh, newbies to the, to the collecting world, to the investing world, to the hobby or whatever it is. There are people literally out there. They're going to, they're going to think of themselves as investors as they're ripping product, pretty much the opposite of investing, but that's what they're going to think of themselves as are going to be working with these really sketchy characters with very colorful histories. Uh, tons of people already in the hobby who have been burnt by them and will tell you stories about them, like Paul Wax, like Seablez. And they are going to be the ones um, benefiting first and foremost. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, High-end collectors, first and foremost, are going to benefit from the concept of people with big bankrolls coming in and now competing over these uh, incredibly uh, high dollar and low production cards. Is, is all of that going to trickle down? Um, you know, I, I used to just be cynical and think not really, but first of all, anything can help right now because we know that we're coming down the end of the hill, not the front of the, the sunny side of the hill. We're starting to come down, right? We, we know that, right? Because I don't know, unless it's, a, unless it's another pandemic, which we can never rule out or, you know, uh, the, I don't think the war that's going on right now is currently affecting us to the point where we're going to see the type of market we saw in 2020, 2021, early 2021. Yeah. Um, so anything helps right now. So this, this is actually really good timing. This is really good time. You have to wonder if this is organic. If I, do, is I do. I do wonder if it's organic, to be honest, um, because it like, can be. I'm not so cynical to think that it can't be. That yeah, yeah, for sure. But some of the people that he got involved with very early, first of all, I, I how did how card porn, you know, like, can we talk about that for two seconds? Like, uh, sure. How I mean, is I about card porn. how is card porn the facilitator for all of this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because everywhere <laughs> that everywhere that Drake has been card porn's also it's always been like. I see these random accounts being like Drake and card porn. You know what I mean? Like it's well, it now makes, it's a, it's a, it's a duo. It's a, it's a, the match yeah. made in heaven. I mean, you know, yeah. And they've, uh, they've been pretty tight with Polax lately too. Um, the, the card porn story here is it, it does, it makes sense to me. I'm not getting conspiratorial about it. I could, yeah, really no, I just, I'm just, I want to, I, I'm thoughts yeah, and ideas. I mean, you know, remember they started out card porn is, was a you know initially about you know here are these big hits and we're showing highlights of of, of hits it's it was it's like uh, whatever happened that nft idea by jeff wilson but oh he, he you didn't hear it just didn't go well 
No, he scrapped the whole thing and he, he refunded okay. everybody. So, 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 yeah, he wanted to turn the concept into NFTs, but the concept is here are some highlights. It's like a sports center highlight of all these big hits. And then it, then it became into, you know, then, then, then it became certain commentary. And then it almost became like a scammers page. And there, you know, there were some really aggressive scammers pages uh that i think ended up getting taken down on ig because they, they, they were just a little too aggressive the language was a little bit too much whereas card porn what kept it even keel kept a cool head about it and they're like look this this happened um here's how we feel about it make your own conclusions uh, a lot of people got upset that they they felt they were calling people out um without enough information um of course people that truly deserved to get called out called out would assemble their troops and fight back as well so it has not been an easy ride for card porn but you know it, get, it got to the point where during all of that the notoriety the, the tens of thousands of followers um the people screaming out card porn during altercations at, at, at the big show at the, at the at the national um that drives attention so someone like drake is going to see a thirty thousand followed account that has to do with cards and probably not going to spend too much time on the controversy. I don't think he has time for that. He's going to scroll down a bit and say, whoa, this guy hit a logo, man. Whoa, this guy hit a, a one of one. And it's not far-fetched to think that Drake is at a club one night and one of his boys who's hard, hardcore into basketball and collecting basketball. Probably like, Meek Mills. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's yeah, like, yeah. Look, look how effing cool this is. And Drake's like, I want in. And it's too easy to just jump in and say okay i mean you know I'm, I, it might get to that point with him but he's like i want this card i want this card and just buy the cards uh there is a certain again you and i both know underneath the surface here there is a draw and a hook to people that may have a predisposition or tendency to gamble with yeah well and, i mean uh, you could see and i mean i don't know if you follow him but in the weeks, like the Super Bowl, the week after, like he was, he was consistently throwing down like big bets, like, and uh, he lost the Masvidal one, and uh, people were chirping the living shit out of him. And I guess that Masvidal one stung, and he's like, "Hold up, I could still gamble, or maybe oh, right. some the bets." Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did he not did he not make some money on the Super Bowl? He did, but he got absolutely eaten alive with the Masvidal one. Yes, which, um, which I don't understand why anyone let him do that. that but that again, so maybe one of his boys was like, yo, you could like imagine betting on something, but still ending up with something and right. you can get publicity in the process. Do you know there what I mean? Go. There you go. Absolutely. At the end of the day, he, he may align things. So he is not spending a cent on the product that's getting open. Think of some of the deals he has with these grapers, right? These guys... Um, these are young dudes with big aspirations, very few moralistic standards. I've met them. I've chatted with them. I've entered the den of thieves. Literally, I've been in the den, so to speak. I don't know if I can come back at this point, but um, he's in with these guys. And so, yeah, that's, that's a cool concept, isn't it? At the end of the day, he might not even be spending a cent. Someone told, someone mentioned that to me, and I was like, "Man, that would kind of be crazy, actually." Yeah, it's almost too expensive, though. I mean, unless unless like Shine is funding it or Ken Golden, who you know, both you, just you, happen you to be on Shine. every live as well. You know, I think like, Shine is an intermediary for a lot of celebrities when it comes yeah. to this stuff. He's the guy. He is the guy. Um, that that totally makes sense. He's 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 brokering deals. He's bringing guys together. They're making these announcements that a big card has been sold. Sure, shine is involved um, for sure. Now the trickle down. So the trickle down is that um, yeah, people are asking about it. People are are hearing oh well, what's Drake doing? Okay, well I I want to kind of get in on that. And you have to think that there's going to be some mentality for the average person who's going to say okay I can't, I can't be going through flawless cases, but but I love. Okay, let's pick a sport. I, I, I love baseball. Okay, well, what is there? Uh, okay, well, there's this low-end product, and then there's Chrome, and, and then there's some slightly higher-end product, and they've got some options. And then they sign on to IG, and they start checking out some of these breakers. And a, a smart breaker, I'm sure they're doing this, have levels of what you can buy into, right? Yeah. Um, so 
yeah so that 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 that's an interesting thing so yeah i'm, I'm glad to hear that the nhl and 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 uh, the hockey world is getting a little bit of that with mophead but man like i i don't I, again i'm old so maybe that's why i don't hear about this kid or i don't see i haven't I, I haven't really seen anything from this kid so i don't know what kind of deal they got but it's it can't be a good one like it can't it can't be that good drop money that way and i just doubt that it really helps them that much but um yeah so uh, yeah there can be there can be a bit of a, a trickle down and so i guess that's positive i just i question just the degree of that if you're if you're the average collector should you be excited or worried about this uh well i don't know why you'd necessarily be worried um people are th- saying that the price of product is just going to go up as a result of this right which is in effect when when breakers are, are doing big business and trying to add, but you can say that at this point the average collector has a little bit more accessibility than they did previously and That's true. you know it, you know re- retail has not completely uh dried up the way that it did i i think we are in a different circumstance all the elements were there for the shortages that we yeah. saw um, yeah. in the last couple of years. It's a little bit more accessible. Uh, people are catching on to the concept of pre-ordering through their local card stores. Um, it's not it's not an impossibility, but yeah, pricing pricing of the high end stuff, yeah, sure. But again, 100%. it's not, not really my world, not really your world. No, right? No, um, I would agree with you. I think that the average person isn't going to see a lot like from this, like. They might see their stuff go up, like stuff that they already own, but and stuff that they want to own. But I, I it's not going to be to the same degree as the the high end shit, like that. And I mean, like the like five figure, six figure stuff. Like, if if we really want to get into it, Drake is thirty five. So happy to see that he's not that much younger than my old ass. Um, and he grew up not far away from me, actually. Um, that being said, if you start to think about what he was following when he was younger, if you want to get ahead of the game here, I, I, I agree with you. Wrong, the real excitement might be if he starts going back and buying into, man, I have one name in, in my head right now. I mean, are you going to drop it? Because I'm about to. Who won a slam I was just about to say the same thing, bro. Tell me Vince Carter isn't a good play right now. Like Vince, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady. If you start, so if Drake starts to have that that nostalgia bug, go back and say, listen, what's the best Vince Carter rookie card I could buy? What's the best McGrady rookie? T-Mac, T-Mac. Maybe we find out Drake was a huge fan of Ken Griffey Jr. Imagine what that does to the Griffey market. Um, If he starts going back and going that way, that's an interesting thing i think everyone does though you know i think at some point if you if he stays long enough i think you have no choice like because you can appreciate the guys in in today's game but but then you also have to take a step back and be like whoa okay like this this guy that i'm collecting he the reason why i'm even collecting him is because i started watching so and so to get me into it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like inevitably there's a tie, but you just made a good, but you just made the most important point. If he sticks around. Yeah. No. And that's, this and is, that's, this yes, is a dude, the, I agree. The world is his oyster. He has all the money on the planet. He has all the, the accessibility, all the connections on this planet. The world is a playground. And when the world is a playground, your attention, you know, that you're going to be giving to any one particular thing for any given time is very questionable. So he may be on to the next thing very quickly. Um, he may be on to, he may already be dabbling in NFTs here. He might be doing this. He might be doing that. Um, if you Google him right now, it's something about, he's got a $2 million necklace uh, that he picked up. It, 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 like you mentioned, he's gambling on sports. Is he going to stick around? Is this going to sustain his attention? Um, is, is, is he gonna, is he gonna keep flopping on the brakes and then just say, screw it. If he hits that triple logo, man, the, the world's right. gonna, 
it's going to explode. And then if he does, prepare yourself for the conspiracy theories from yeah. whether it involves Panini, whether it involves the breaker. These, again, just a reminder, these breakers, there's a video of one of these breakers opening a sealed Panini case. Once opened, there's a missing box on the top layer. He plays to the camera as if he doesn't notice it. He's opening that case for personal breaks. I have information from people who tell me that cases are routinely tampered with. I don't care if you want to hear it. I don't care if you believe it. Okay? I'm just telling you. Do with it what you will. Do with me what you will. But that that's the people he's dealing with. There is sketchy stuff going on. A, 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 a lovely... <clears throat> and well-trusted breaker that you and I know, um, you know, was sliding into my DMs during the, 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 was, was the, was the live show with Polax. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I was not interested and I'm pretty sure, I don't know, there may have been some obscure mixed martial arts uh, uh, show going on that I was watching at the time, but he was giving me these updates and he's like, I don't even know if Drake's there. They're, they're making, they're making a reference to Drake being there. Um, a couple times they went off camera, which is the golden. I heard about. I heard about that too. I heard about that too. He was. He was. He was commenting in the live though. Um, occasionally, how, I mean, how are you going off camera? Opening I, packs. I had several people say that it was extremely unprofessional. Like, if you've been what, if you know I'm what sure. you're looking for, it was unprofessional. Like, I don't know how old these people are. They look like they're 15. They may, they, 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 they may be taking reverse human growth hormone. They look like children and they act like it. So cartel that's ageist and I unacceptable. Call me ageist. Then. <laughs> I, I am guilty, guilty as charged. But the, but, but the point I'm trying to make is they're not 15. No, no, I know their, their moms might still be wiping their asses, but they're not, they're not, they're in their twenties people just look young these days okay people don't realize coach co is coming in on fifth no i'm just joking close enough coach co is young i hopefully don't look my scraggled age but yeah uh point is um you know th these are the people that are involved in it uh people are tuning in they of course they're 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 curious they're interested about what's going on um you know i always say that you know, someone's not going to come in here unless they have a lot of money. They're not going to mess around with this stuff. I take that back. There are people that make really bad decisions every day. Yeah. There are some people that are going to get hurt badly. Yeah. Um, I, I told myself, is someone going to, if someone who doesn't have the money, are they going to be irresponsible enough to start buying into this Gary V stuff? And I always used to think not, I, I used to think not, but I, I think they will. And I think they have, and I think they're going to get hurt my personal opinion. Um, so I, I think it's a great transition because uh, so tops officially released their first set under new management. And it was a subset for culture cards. Okay. And, and, and the tops set pardon. Tops you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't know where you're going with this. Well, no, it was at, like it's owned by tops. Oh, so, so you're saying, you're, well, you're saying Fanatics with the Tops label? Fanatics owns Tops, though. Fanatics owns the, 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 the Tops name, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But Fanatics now has this division called Zero Cool. I, I guess you're right. So, no, no, well, so, that's not, but you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. We're going to see the Tops logo until you're right. they release There's no Tops yeah. logo. You're right. There's no Tops right. logo. But this is the first thing that Fanatics has done. This since buying first. since acquiring tops correct so the first card release that they've had since acquiring tops there you go okay so the first card release that fanatics has had since acquiring tops has been this zero cool which is what the, the label will be named much like yes. a tops it's a zero cool and yes. under zero cool the first set are these gary v v friend cards yes. um and for those of you who are into the NFT space, uh, Gary V's V friends were a hot topic of conversation because these are literally sketches that he's made initially on pieces of paper and sold for, you know, thousands and tens of thousands and 
do, I don't expect you to know this, but how are those doing right now? Very well. The, so the NFTs themselves are doing well. Very well. When you say very well, like give us some numbers. I don't. I don't expect. 50, oh, I saw one sold a few days ago for like sixty-five k US. And they were what initially? Uh, they were all I think 0.1 ETH or 0.5 ETH, which was like two, like less, like two thousand dollars max. Okay. So we're talking about like a thirty x return minimum. Um, I still don't understand this stuff, and I probably never will. But none. And, and he sold the originals at Christie's, which is like the high end art auction, and I believe those went for a million. Um, so whatever's happening in the Gary V space seems to have sustained itself up until this point. So he released these V friends almost a year ago. The V friends are still doing really well. He released now these cards that are essentially the V friends, but in cards, he's released Uno cards. These are the official first cards released by Gary V. And um, I mean, I want to hear your thoughts and then- I'm going to read in my masterpiece theater voice, um, my dramatic reading voice, which I have had people, believe it or not, in my DMs asking, where are the dramatic readings? They're coming. I'm going to alter it a bit. I'm, I'm going to now be doing dramatic readings, not just of Brett McGrath stacking slabs, um, hobby inspirations. Uh, I will do trolling, sometimes personal trolling against the cartel. A cartel has its enemies. A cartel wouldn't be a cartel without enemies. So believe me, I love I love my enemies, um, and uh, and and all all sorts of assorts. So I'm going to do a dramatic reading of a Twitter a Twitter tweet, a tweeter a tweeter twit. I think it's a tweet. <laughs> Wait a minute, but tweeters are twits. Um, I'm going to do a dramatic reading right now for us, Brendan. That applies to what we are discussing. <clears throat> are you ready? This is on the spot, spontaneous. And I don't know who to, it's supposed to be a 14 year old girl, it looks like, but nonetheless, I'm going to read it as a dramatic reading. I was like, that's going to be very challenging. Yeah, either good. <laughs> that almost sounded German first. It definitely did. You're either good at eating pussy or you understand NFTs. And uh, it's got 10,000 retweets and almost 4,000 quote tweets and 100 thousand likes um, in now, case you didn't know i'm snapping understand. for you but <laughs> don't understand. well thank you i appreciate that yes thank you i'm trying to find a venue downtown where we can really get this going um <clears throat> so yeah i don't understand nfts um now uh so they made these nfts cards by the way people are still it's it's hilarious you get into the comment section and and people are like People are like, well, I don't like NFTs. And then, and then someone's like, this isn't an NFT, it's a card. And it's like, well, but is it a card or an NFT? But it's an NFT on a card. Could, could we confuse the average person more? So these are cards that are essentially celebrating and reflecting the NFTs. The, the, the cards are not NFTs themselves. No. They're trying to create this tenuous technological connection by sending you a hard drive or a disc or something in the box when you receive your set, have you seen these? No, I haven't seen that. Boxings? I haven't seen I've that. I've seen several unboxings. It's always the same group of people. It's always the same group of people. Yeah. Steve Aoki, Jeff Wilson, those guys from Luca Tiger, LeBron, whatever it is. It's, guys, it's always the same people. At first, they are driving this driving they are driving the market um and yeah so it's this kind of modern technological connection that they're trying to create it's all geared and designed to make you feel really ahead of the game and uh, sophisticated even though it is a child's drawing on a card i kind of actually find that interesting on an aesthetic level uh, the cartel appreciates that but it doesn't lead to me caring more than the average person but um they released this set of cards i'm assuming it's the same concept as any other sports card which is that there are parallels there are odds 
and you're literally getting in line for an opportunity to buy the product, which this is not, that's not unprecedented, right? Pops and Panini do, do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, PSA does that now. You get in line for the right to spend your 50 US dollars per card. You, yeah. you get in line for the, um, the privilege of spending thousands of dollars with PSA. So um, I think that appeals to a certain type of person as well. I was only one of 100 people to get this pet rock. Okay, well, that's a pretty cool pet rock. Um, I'm being told that the cards are increasing in value, generally. Right. I've been That's looking into some of the bids. I've shown charts that I've That's been looking happening. into the bids though, and uh, I don't know how how legit you want to call those, but um, yeah, I I think okay. Uh, before you hold on, hold on, take another second to think about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conclude with there should be a concern here that they, these shenanigans. I don't just mean shenanigans in terms of like, um, you know, uh, people doing bad things. Shenanigans are shenanigans. Like if I do a cartwheel right now, it's, it's shenanigans, right? It's hoopla. This hoopla and these shenanigans could potentially not be a positive thing in the hobby because people will see that stuff and be like, you know what? These I see what these characters are doing. I see what's going on with this weird product. And I just want to stay away from the whole thing because it seems sketchy. Or someone might be like, man, I heard Drake spent $5 million and he only got like 200000 out of it. That, that could, these are all things that could potentially be bad. Just yeah. wanted to throw that out. Yeah. So I think that, first of all, I don't think that you and I are the target audience for these cards. I just want to put it out. In fact, I would argue that majority of the people that listen to our podcast are not right. the target audience for those cards. I think the target audience for those cards were the NFT people. I think he's trying to get the NFT people into car, and not only him, but fanatics as well. Knowing that those people who are invested in NFTs have a crap ton of money because they were early on a lot of things. And yeah. they're really good at like building off hype and like going into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So I don't know if those people will ever bleed over into sports cards or vice versa. That being so, so said, it's, pardon? It's almost like a teaching, like uh, here's te like parallels and this and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, like here's a one-on-one, here's a, um, uh, a one-on-one -on -one discussion on how, you know, cards work, like physical items, right? Interesting. Interesting. And um, so I think that, that needs to be said. I also think that, Although you are correct, where there are a lot of the usual suspects who hype things up. And I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, if you're going to get steam behind something in the market, I feel like you kind of have to do that right now, which yep. is irritating from the outside. But I understand. I think Gary V genuinely believes in his V friends. And he's talked about several times how he wants to turn this into like the Mickey Mouse of like, like of the 2020s of the and beyond like and i'm not saying that he's going to but i think he genuinely believes it and i think that he has a big enough community where he's just going to hammer content down your throat he's going to like if he needs to self produce uh, tv shows about this fucking lovable elephant or it probably starts with an h so like happy happy hippo or whatever if he needs to like put all of his energy into making a TV show about this goddamn happy hippo and put it on his YouTube channel that has 3 million subscribers. Like he will do that. And he'll repurpose the content across 9,000 different media channels. Right. Cause his, 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 his reach is so big. And so I think, I think he, like I said, I think he genuinely believes in this as seen by the fact that he like literally hand drew these. That being said, I'm not touching with it with 10 foot pole. I, I mean, he can't lose in this scenario. Okay. So like, I think everyone needs to realize that is that like he worse comes to worse. He tries this and fails. And I mean, Gary Vee has been very vocal that he's failed many times in life. Right. And I th this could be another teaching moment, but guess who, who 
gets burned if it's a teaching moment for him. The people who bought into it at $10,000 a case, right? right? They didn't start out at $10,000 a case. They started out at whatever the Dutch auction said that it would start off at, right? Like the market determined how much the cases cost. So I think that if this does go sideways, hopefully this will be a teaching moment that there are so many people guaranteeing hype from things that that hype sometimes never makes it. And we've talked about this and I've talked about this so many goddamn times about how modern players, ultra modern players, if you line them up side by side with some of the best people who have ever played the sport at that position, doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. They don't even come goddamn close. They don't even come close, right? So at some point, this meteor needs to come crashing into earth, right? And I don't know if it's going to be through these like Gary V cards. I don't know if it's going to be through, you know, a big injury to a, a young player. I don't know if, it, I, I don't know what it's going to take, but yeah. it still doesn't make sense to me a lot of the times, right? So, I mean, I know that was a mouthful and it was a, it was a lot to get across, but I think ultimately the point I wanted to make is that the one way you can guarantee that you don't get burned is if you sit and think about, okay, what has this player accomplished and how much of like what I think about this player is propped up on the fact that everybody else says that he is like the goat right now, like without many accolades to show for it, or he's going to be the goat, or this is going to be the goat, or that's like the, that's the the saying right now, you know, this is the goat. Like, did you mean to transition like you did so smoothly just now into uh, our next uh, topics of conversation? Because that was very nice. Um, you know, it's fostering. It's you, you did it. it. It's fostering the concept of trying to be ahead of the game, right? You're like, you're completely right. Like on the surface level, like it's it's almost ridiculous. The, the concept is, but if you want to start, a lot of people like the concept of translating to stocks and like getting into safe blue chip stocks versus taking the risks, right? Because that's what it's all about. It, you want to get in on the prospect ahead of their amazing career. You For want sure. to get in on a product ahead of its reputation. You want to get right. It's it's all the same thing. Whether it's well, yeah, because like twenty percent gains over five years are boring, right? Sure. Like, but I'll tell you. But but you know, building mythology and legends, right? You may why why is the cartel? I'm going to use two examples here. One of them you're going to scoff at, but just hear me out. Why did the cartel glom onto Jordan Binnington? Why did the cartel glom onto Randy Bobandy or Rosarena? When I start talking about Randy, I get a little bit of Spanish flavor in my body. Is that okay? I hope that's okay. I guess so. I'm as far from Spanish as possible, but I get a little bit of that flavor. I'm going to have, I'm going to have a, 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 a siesta. But the reason why is building mythology and building legendary careers Um there are some players out there who've already had a start on that. Now, Bennington has faltered badly. One of my, one of the saddest things I heard during this trade window period in the NHL, Brendan, was that the Blues were shopping him around. And they used this very diplomatic language to indicate they're not getting a lot of feedback <laughs> for Binner. I had this dream that he was going to come to the Leafs and be their salvation. Is that crazy, by the way? Is that a crazy idea, Brendan? Come on. That's I mean, given his current form, is there a chance Kyle Dubas is out there right now having a, at least a conversation about it? I mean, for his money, though, yeah, I don't, I don't think we that's can, we can swing it, right? Like, that's the problem. But again, Binner, Binner's, the start to his career was an absolute fairy tale. The guy came in when the Blues were at literally the bottom of the league, halfway through the season, and carried them to a. Uh, was it their first franchise Stanley Cup? It was their first franchise. I think it was the popped up that popped up right around the time the Maple Leafs last won their Stanley. Yeah, Cup. it was in the seventies, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I don't it was in the late sixties, maybe was it? But yeah, but you're right. Yeah, so, so, something regardless. And it was it was their first Stanley Cup. Okay, and then Mr. Randy Rosarena, before he's even designated as a rookie, is called up. 
and proceeds to have a record-breaking World Series performance and then follows it up with a Rookie of the Year performance the next year. Uh, his numbers are not as sexy as some of the guys that people are chasing. His prospecting and his scouting report is not as sexy as some of the guys younger than him entering the league now. But you cannot deny what he's already done. And yet the so, prices don't reflect that. Though. And yet... I will, have, I will have you know that as recently as last night, the cartel is stacking Rosarena autographs while other people are chasing. The guys that we know are worth chasing. I mean, we're in Toronto. Vlad, Vlad, Vladdy is about to set it off. Bro, he's uh, going to pop up. Quote of the year. You saw the trailer. Oh, the movie? You, the movie quote? So he's calling a 48 home run year a trailer. And the movie is this year. Um, so... You know, um, it's exciting to prospect, but also I like to do it, keeping an eye for for legendary moments and and careers, because that's what's going to differentiate people. We we're in a position where if you're investing in like Acuna, Tatis, that's a terrible story at the moment. But Soto, these guys that I feel that, you know, I don't know the degrees of difference that you're going to see. I think they're all going to perform. And it may get to the point where it's, you're having trouble differentiating between the, the pathways of Acuna, Soto, and Guerrero, potentially. Um, I'll but, show you Acuna's. They won a World Series without him playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. I mean, that, that Braves team, my God. Yeah, um, well, I mean, not anymore. We'll see what happens. I, think they're, I still think they're going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, now with the benefit of a full Acuna year. Yeah. But um, uh, what, what was I saying? Uh, yes, it, it's, it, it is fostering the concept that people are doing some pretty wild process, but you know what? That's always been in the hobby. I, I think that needs to be in the hobby. I think it drives things. You're not going to sell a lot of upper deck product. If you don't believe in the top rookies each year, yeah. the top draft picks, right? So it's important and it's a fun part of, of the hobby, but you're right. If anyone just, if everyone just kind of came in with a robotic brain and it's like, yes, there are big opportunities with vintage hockey of hockey hall of famers, recent ones that you should be getting in on uh, in baseball. You know, uh, there are people that have been collecting Griffey. You, we, we all know these collectors who just do their own thing and are not out there buying up uh, Dominguez, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt, you know, what to do. Yeah. 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 But there are plenty of people who are like, I want the Griffies or, or they look the, the guys that were compiling PMGs for, for, for very few dollars in 2018. Okay. They're, they're not the ultimate geniuses of, of the hobby. They're super smart. Um, they're part of a class of guys that did their own thing, identified an opportunity. And that's my point right, though. Right. That is the point I'm trying to make is that if you continue to chase people and the hottest thing, you're the one that gets the bag at the end. If you know, if let's say, let's say the crosswalk. Okay. The crosswalk is only so big or that, that, that street corner is only so big. And that light changes after 30 seconds. If you're the last person across the street, guess what? You're the one stuck there while everyone else is going, going to the next block. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you keep tailing and you're not doing your thing, if you're not collecting because you like this thing or not because everybody else is talking about how crazy this is or how expensive this is or how dope this guy is. But if you like a guy, all the people that see the crazy games are the ones that are in on something fucker fucking early, you know, like crazy fucking early. And that's why the people in baseball get paid. The people who prospect in baseball, like they get paid because if you oh. hold on to a Bowman first for five years, because that's honestly, if you look at it on average, it takes four or five years for that Bowman first to truly mature. If you're that yeah. guy that holds on for four or five years, you deserve yeah. to get paid. You deserve exactly. to get paid, man. Straight up. If you have yeah. that thing in a PSA 10 and you or BGS 95, you know, or BGS nine even, and yeah. You had ample opportunity to sell when he got hurt or when he wasn't doing well or all these things you deserve to get paid, yes. you know? So my question, I guess, is like, ask yourself, what are you doing for your collection that you deserve to get paid? You know, I like, like, I like that. Like what risks are you taking? Because 
that's what you get paid for. You get paid at the end of it for taking those risks. That being said, you need to make sure that the risks that you take, you can afford to lose. Yeah, and one interesting element, that's important, what you just said. Another element I'd like to throw at people to get them thinking is, I'm, uh, you know, uh, the UFC market, sorry, the cartel harps on it. Um, no, what are you harping for, man? It's, it's, it's heating. It's heating, bro. And, but I'm just going to give you an example. So, you know, if you have MMA knowledge, you're in a great position right now, which is why people slide into my DMs asking me for, you know, information about the sport first and foremost, because that's where it starts, right? Yep. You're not going to, I don't get people asking me what rookie card should I buy? Not once. I've never had a single person. Really? Say, what really? Eh? What they do is they slide in and they say, who are good fighters? The number one question is cartel, who are the up and comers? Um, cause they want to get ahead of the game. Yeah. When prism first dropped and Hamzat Chimaev was not on everyone's mind. He was on my mind. I knew about him. So you may be wondering, is the cartel sitting on the world's greatest stash of Hamzats? And I will tell you, I'm not, I, am I sitting on a stash? Of course, if I wasn't, I would not be a UFC fan, but I'm not sitting on one of the better stashes. Why? Because even though I identified that I should be getting him. You may know this from soccer. That, that the, the community that starts out small is the community that starts out very aggressive. So I found myself in bidding wars. I, I have a story. It's, it's, people are going to think I'm, I'm losing my mind, which could be the case, Brendan. You may know better than others. I may be losing my mind. But I was bidding on one particular Chimaev card. And again, these prices were not big. It was just a matter of what point can I get in and if I can save money even better. Yeah. But I was bidding on this one card, and I swear to God, I got a phone call from the city that I was, that I think it was Philadelphia, that I was bidding on the card from at like the, this, the moment I was about to input a bid with like three seconds left. And so the, the call came through, and I wasn't able to bid. And I put it into my head that someone was trying to sabotage me. <laughs> but the point is, it was very difficult. I kept getting outbid. I, I kept having best offers slide out from under me. I did not accumulate the, the way I wanted to. So even prospecting and even being ahead of the game can be difficult in that sense. You still have to execute. You still have to get the cards. It happens to me all the time in soccer, man. Like all the time. And like, I see things coming, but I'm like, am I willing to spend $300 on this guy who like, I think is good, but like, how good is he going to be? Is the market going to love him? Because that's a big thing too, right? Like, no matter how good the guy is, if he doesn't have marketability and if for whatever reason the market doesn't take to this play, this 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 fighter or this player, like, right. I mean, I might really like him, but at the end of the day, like, I might never get my return on my investment here, you know? Right. And uh, not only you that, know. but like, like we just mentioned, you know, do you want to be putting $300 into a card when you, you see a guy who's already done stuff that is like super low pop can't find any of his stuff anywhere that you can pay $500 for. Right. Like, and so it, it becomes this tug of war with your brain where you're like, how much of my portfolio is going to be in prospecting? How much of it is going to be in like modern? How much of it is it going to be in vintage? Yeah, and that's at what point am I not comfortable going over for each, each player, right? Like at, at different yeah. categories. And, and that's it. And what you just said is simple, but important and deserves to be kind of retold, which is just, yes, that's how you should be plotting and planning. Don't go in there blindly. Don't just start throwing things against the wall. Have a plan in terms of what you're going to commit towards quote unquote, quote unquote prospecting. If you are, if you are at all, because maybe that's just not your game. Yeah. Maybe your game is I want to get in on the market of a classic player and I want to find his best stuff. I know some serious Yaramir Yager collectors. I'm sure you do too. There's only so many of those inserts and high graded stuff to go around. Right. So there's intense competition there. And uh, I mean, he's going to retire at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I look, I've, I've been in the last couple of years. I've, I've grown, look, just to, to, to circle back to what we talked about with uh, the price of product. It's never bad to hold product. It, especially if it is going to start coming up in value. Um, you know, I, I, I tell people, 
UFC Prism's first first year release, which is loaded with rookie cards and is the first year product, might be expensive right now. But how much more expensive will it be once once they get rolling with their releases? Once the UFC really gets rolling internationally? Have you seen um, Topps Chrome uh, F1, bro? Topps Chrome F1 has sold out at our, the local store here. It more than doubled in price since the release. Um, so holding product is never bad. I've really grown a, a, an appreciation of that. I personally think that Upper Deck Series 1 in hockey, so for our hockey heads right now, is, is actually underpriced right now. It's crazy to think that we used to have Series 1 come out at 70 80 bucks a pop. Now we're paying more than double. But if you look at 2019-20 and 2021, their pricing versus the pricing you can get in at 21-22 right now, why not put away a few boxes of this product? Um, that's a play as well. So that's, so that's a portion of, of someone's portfolio. Yeah. So to speak as well. I think um, ultimately it just comes down to like, do, and, and we're going to like, we're going to beat this down. Like it's just going to be a, a beating of, of the same shit over and over again, but like it needs, it needs to be beaten into people's brains. Like number one, like just be safe with whatever the hell you're doing. I don't care if you go buy V French shit. Like honestly, like if you can afford it, if, you can afford if you're it, Drake, if you can afford it, go buy a, a Furby. If you're Drake, bro, go fucking like and you have that fuck you money and it doesn't matter to you. Rip flawless, bro. That guy's got 200 million dollars. Rip flawless, man. Go nuts. Who cares? But if you have like twenty-five thousand dollars in the bank account and you're spending 20 of it ripping flawless. That doesn't make any sense. Don't do that. You know, like do whatever the hell you want. Just be smart. Like, yeah, there's, there's people out there thinking it's going to be the windfall, the thing that changes their life. It happens. Don't get me wrong. No, for you sure. Can, so does the casino. So does the casino. Though. Pull a, a, a Zegris high gloss and a break tomorrow, but you, we, we know it's not likely and we can't plan on it. Right. Now that being you, said, what, go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think a, a Zegris high gloss would go for? It's, it's so tough to tell these days with a card that's numbered to 10. You can't really kind of, you can't even go back on previous, but you, you have to think that you're starting off somewhere around $10,000. You have to think that five to 10. I don't know. I mean, I think the clear cut, the clear cut I've seen over a thousand and there's plenty of those. Um, absolutely. A card that's out of 10, especially early on when people are panicking. Sure. Why not? Have, you, have you seen any pop up by the way? I've, I've, I've seen, seen exclu- I've seen an exclusive. Have we seen any of these day and night cards? I have not. Day and night. The the, the, the day and night Easter egg. It, I've it, seen I've seen the canvas are different colors. Yeah, I don't know. There's something called a day and a night. I, have you I've seen, seen the canvas? The canvas have different colors. You know what I'd rather see versus day and night? Canvas has black. This is an SSP. Yeah. Hold the Jeremy Swayman. Yeah. Um. What? Uh. uh you know, rather than. Black canvas and day and night. How about buy a new printing press? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there, right? That 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 might be a good idea. Now, Brendan, uh, I think we uh, we uh, have an understanding at this point that the Stanley Cup will be coming to sunny Florida very soon. Let's talk about Major League Baseball. <laughs> Let's talk about Major League Baseball. You know, you haven't been up quick, this. Mo- you haven't been up this morning, but uh, Aaron Eckblad is done for the season. Um, <laughs> he's done for the season, but I mean, he could very well come back for playoffs, but that's what they say. Yeah, that is what they say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, definitely cause for concern there. The Florida Panthers just picked up Claude Giroux. Uh, the Tampa Bay lightning just pulled off. I think the dumbest trade I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I've seen dumb trades, but that Brian, that Brendan Hagel or Brendan Hagel trade was rough. <clears throat> it was rough to watch, to be honest. They gave up two prospects and two firsts for a guy who's had a good season. I'm like, I can't handle this. I could very well be wrong about this. But I think I'm going to be offering his rookie card tonight in a story sale for $10. Do you have one? I do, yeah. I, dig one, I dug one up. From what, what year was this guy a rookie? Series two, I believe, last year. Really? I think so. It's last year. I mean, it's last year's design. I've got it here. But I, I think it's uh, series two. I don't know. All I know is I'm like, that, that in my opinion, was uh, for, for much. But as, as we've seen in, in the memes, you know, anytime a guy moves a team, uh, there's a little bump. Um, but honestly, uh, who do you I'm think, still, who I'm do you still, think is winning Stanley Cup? Like, I mean, I'm still pretty confident in my pick with Florida, Florida, uh, if, if Florida, Carolina. Okay. 
Yeah, don't tell me you still think the Toronto Maple Leafs have a shot here. And he smiles. So, <laughs> so my real pick to win the Stanley Cup is the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, that's reasonable. Uh, I still think I believe in them. I really do. I, I hear it every year, but that's reasonable. That's okay. And then my second pick is the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm going with both of the I hear it every year picks. But, like, you fail to realize that Florida and Carolina are also the I hear it every year picks, though. Um, no, Florida is they're going to do well is what you hear every year. Last year, they, they, I think they, they came in second in their division. And they yeah. got slapped in the first round. Well, um, nonetheless, not not quite on the level of Carolina. Oh no, they didn't get slapped. They Sorry, lost in seven. They, la- they now, lost Carol- in seven Carolina, to Tampa. Look, correct me if I'm wrong. Carolina has been a very organic growth as an organization. Getting yeah, but I mean, for some time, people have been like, "Oh, they're cup contenders. They're cup contenders." You know. I mean, look, I you cannot deny some of the elements of this team. I mean, Aho and Svechnikov have developed into these amazing players. T- Tavo Teravainen has developed into a team leader. Uh, they they got they picked up Freddie Anderson. He's having a hell of a year, sh- showing what he truly was capable of. Same old Frederick Anderson, bro. Hey, Don't listen, worry. Wait till playoffs. Awesome. Wait till playoffs. He'll show you exactly what you paid for. Don't worry. It's all good. Now, as far as as far as baseball goes, we have a lot of reasons to be excited here in Toronto. Tons. That's very exciting. One of them isn't Freddie Freeman, though. I'm actually pretty pissed off about that. Why are you pissed off? Because I wanted a left-handed bat in that lineup, man. I think we need one. I think we need one, like another left-handed bat in that lineup. Like we are very righty dominant, right? Like, and uh, I mean, he's, are we getting this Jose Ramirez guy or not? We'll see. I don't know. It's gonna be tough. I hope so. I really hope so. If we if we get Jose Ramirez, shit's popping off. Uh, and honestly, considering we didn't have to deal a ton of our like actually good prospects to get Matt Chapman, I mean. That, that could be a really big deal. It I really, I, I think I, it just depends it. on are, if the Guardian are willing to, to, to make a deal for him, to be honest. Um, but Vladdy, I think Bo is one that's going under the radar right now. I think he could very well have, I mean, maybe a better season than Vlad this year, to be honest. I think there's potential there. I think he doesn't get enough love playing in Vlad's shadow. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Who's winning the AL East? Um, well, you know I'm a huge fan of the Tampa Rays. And I, I have put it in my head that a lot of these guys are just really ready to break out. There are so many good young players on that team. Um, pretty solid throughout their lineup. Pitching pretty solid. Is the Jays pitching better, by the way? Uh, I, I would say it's I would say it's marginally better in terms of the depth of the rotation. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Kikuchi is going to be an underrated signing. A lot especially, of some controversy there, but yeah. Especially if he works well with Pete Walker. I mean, Pete Walker loves his projects, and he, he created a Cy Young winner out of Robbie Ray. Um, so we'll see. But it's it's arguably better. It's arguably better, and but not by much. Um, you see, Trevor Story went to the Boston Red Sox. Uh, no, I didn't. I did not see. That. Yes, sir. Josh Donaldson's on the Yankees. I mean, our division yet again, with the exception of Baltimore. No disrespect to any Baltimore fans, is uh, ridiculous. However, fourteen teams qualify for the playoffs, so I think that's going to be very interesting especially because our division is stacked. And I think for once we have a shot here. I think we do. Cause you just got to get in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But the bottom line is we've got baseball coming up. We got the hockey playoffs coming up. We got basketball playoffs coming up. We got a hot NFL off season. I totally made up that last part. No, no it's like, true. It, I, I mean, I'm the one that mentioned it. It's been ridiculous. It's hot. It is ridiculous right now. I'm honestly, uh, quarter, like big name quarterbacks are changing places every damn day. Devontae Adams gets traded from the Green Bay Packers after Rodgers signs an extension. You can't make this shit up in sports. So I think that it's a beautiful time for us to have a lot of hype. Um, I think 
you know, as long as we, as always, show new entrants love and teach them everything we can and ensure that they're not in a position to be exploited or taken advantage of, I think uh, a lot of good can come from the next few months, man, especially leading into the national, bro. There you go. And, uh, and leading into all the shows opening up here in Canada as well. We got a spring expo coming up soon, dude. I don't know if it is. Is it soon? Kind of, I guess. It's, uh, it's May, I think. I think it's June. And uh, so that's kind of like the amount of time it would take to get like a PSA order back. Right? There you go. Right. So I did want to throw in, I, I would be remiss not to do so uh, for all my uh, UFC fans that uh that i chat with um is that there are some big cards coming up and hamzat shamaya will be fighting soon and for better or for worse he's kind of symbolic of the ufc hobby at this point he's fighting a guy who by the way has also has big rookie cards in the same class 2021 who's gilbert burns we have peter yan coming up i'm just going to start throwing out names there that people kind of prepare for Rose Namajunas will be fighting again. Thug Rose is a, a big, big name in the sport. Pop female fighter name. Um, and uh, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson. Uh, my favorite, the Korean Zombie, is fighting Volkanovski. But I'm telling you guys right now, I think that's going to be a long, rough night on his back for the Korean Zombie. As much as I would love this concept of a, uh, uh, a shocking upset victory, he is just sliding in basically to, uh, to, as a replacement. And I, I think it's going to be rough. But nonetheless, just the fact that Kamzad is fighting, and I think during that period of time, we're also going to have updates on where and who Nate Diaz is fighting, uh, Dustin Poirier, and the return of Conor McGregor, as well as the heavyweight controversy that now rotates around John Jones, Stipe Miocic. Um, these are all great things for the UFC hobby and the release of 2022 product. People, keep an eye on it. I believe in it. Obviously, I have a bit of a bias here, but I certainly... Just seeing all of that and having the knowledge of that, I know that it's going to be good stuff for the UFC hobby. Love to hear it. Right. I think we're I think we're going to let our people go, and yes. uh, I hope you enjoyed soaking in everything that we could give you during t- this week's episode. Cardboard coaches, have a great rest of your day. Coaches are out. Peace.